Tearing down your father's altars actually happening? Keeping whites out of Christmas, according to Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. You know, teens are using social media a lot. Duh. And did election fraud really happen? This and more on Self-Evident Podcast. It's just, it's okay. Welcome to self the <laughs> Podcast, everybody. You got Maz, you got Mike. It's okay, Nathan. Don't worry about it. It's all good. I love I love it when we do this anyways. It's all good. Don't worry about it. What are you He's doing? He's focusing. Oh, it. focusing. Okay, yep. sorry about that. So anyways, guys, I haven't been on the, the daggum thing, and you took over my camera, and everyone's just taking over, and I just feel a lot. Pray for me. I'm feeling victimish. Victimish, <laughs> get his shirt. Victimish. Vict- oh, that we go. Buy that now at theselfevidenttruth.com. <laughs> oh, guys, I can't wait to release the new uh, t-shirt designs and things like that. We're so excited, guys. Listen, a lot of cool things are happening with our ministry. Um, we got some really good people championing the cause with us, and uh, so keep praying because we got a lot going on. In the way of growth. I mean, I think w- you kind of let the cat out of the bag for yourself, a skosh, which is great. Uh, Mike is not leaving self-evident. Mike is actually adding to self-evident uh, in a lot of more ways than one, and we'll fill you in. When that happens and that transition happens, it's going to be great. Um, if you have not checked out our year-end newsletter, guys, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. We need your help. Uh, in order for us to propel into 24, we would love your support. Um, and I know some of you have already supported. Some of you have campaigned and pledged for us and that's fantastic and so if you want to be a part of that go to the selfevidenttruth.com and you can see what we've done and that's just a partial list of what we did this year we did a lot uh behind the scenes too that we didn't really put down and just some of the cool testimonies that happened uh mike had so many as well and uh we're trying to raise 50 grand <clears throat> and so what we're asking you to do is um you're in communion with the lord you understand so if you put something on your heart please give uh, and that would help us out tremendously. I mean, to, just to just to keep going into yeah. launching in the new year. The tough part about the new year is everybody gave, so then the first couple months get really dicey. Uh, so it helps us to to propel and have that kind of deal and be stewards, you know. So and thank you to you who have yeah. already given. Uh, we have the pews set up. We'll get you your little bronze plaque to put on the pew. So we thank you for some that, of you have you many know. statues. Yes. Because we don't, you know, it's not idolatry when it's not on the stage. Yeah. So no, we so. can put your statue on the pew. Yeah. Get your statue now. <laughs> All you got to do is donate to theselfevidenttruth.com. Anyways, no, thank you to those who have given already to the year-end drive. Uh, thank you. What else can yeah, I say? Like, it's we, hard. We deeply appreciate it, and and it, we're grateful for it, and we, we understand you know, it, it can be hard to it's dicey. give a little extra. But. Yeah, it's dicey out there. And I, and I know the economy hasn't been the best, but what I love is when people still say, it doesn't matter what the economy is, I'm going to trust the Lord and do this anyways, yeah. and God bless us. So we so gratefully appreciate all of your help, all of you monthly sponsors. Man, we're trying to figure out ways how we can bless you, and so it's coming, and, and we're, we're really happy about that. Uh, but then to you who just give uh, as a supporter, some of you who sponsored our podcast, um, I wish, like Mike just said, there was a better way to say thank you uh, than than just thank you. I mean, I don't know what else to do. 
except invite you down and we take you out to dinner and you can spend some time with us. We'd love that. Um, come on down. Come on down. That'd be great. Uh, and we, we, we love doing that anyways, regardless. Uh, but we're just so grateful for you guys. And thank you for believing in us, praying for us, doing our days of fasting and prayer, all these things and more. And you guys have just been there uh, every step on the way. Those of you who comment, those of you who share our posts, who, who love what we do. Um, I'm going to give you guys a cool stat. In 21... Uh, 2021, I just want to share this with you guys. This is amazing. Uh, in 2021, our total viewership in the accumulated of 2021 was 5,922 views. We were really just kind of kind of starting, starting after COVID. And yep. We're starting to really bulk up after COVID. COVID is when we really kind of hit a little bit. Uh, just this year, you know how many views we've had? 143,000. Mm-hmm. And that's just 143,000 we don't know how many of those were new viewers, old viewers, whatever, but you know we grew so many uh, views, and it was like okay, we're just starting to see this thing grow. And to some of you, that's like it's only one hundred forty-three thousand views. For us, that's like okay, nobody knows us. We don't pay for advertising. We don't have mm-hmm. a big machine behind us. We're just doing what we do to know is right, and we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep preaching the truth. We're going to keep standing against opposition. We're going to keep uh, standing for the truth and righteousness in government. Uh, in, in, in uh, according to scripture, keep giving you guys what we have on our hearts. Hopefully it grows even more this year. So just thank you. Thank you for doing, doing that. I mean, to, to grow from 5,000 views to 145,000 views, something like that. that's pretty that's good cool. in two years. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. So we're, we're growing and, and it's, and it's really increasing. And it's not about, again, I know people say this, it's not about the views. Not it's about really, the numbers. It's not, but what that proves is people are finding our content and they're listening and hopefully they're changing and spreading the gospel with it. So anyways, that's a long soliloquy. I didn't plan on doing that, um, but I just, it's so cool to have you guys behind us. So if you want to support, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com, read the newsletter. I mean, we talk about the fruit anyway, but just some really cool things that we're trying to do in 24 that we could use your support for. Absolutely. make your tax-deductible donation, write a lot of zeros, and we love you. Here we go. You guys ready? (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. So, in Old Testament action, the satanic display was beheaded. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) I like that placement. So, a satanic altar was put up in the Iowa Capitol building by the satanic temple themselves. Iowa Capitol allows a holiday display for two weeks from organizations. And, of course... The satanic satanic temple had to make their move with a red-robed, shiny, goat-headed display. Idol? So Michael Cassidy, a former military officer and Christian, decided that he wasn't going to take it. He beheaded the statue and threw the head in the trash. My dog. My dog. Bruh. Cassidy said he did it to, and I quote, awaken Christians to the anti-Christian acts promoted by our government. The world may tell Christians to submissively accept the legitimization of Satan, but none of the founders would have considered government sanction of satanic altar in, altars inside Capitol buildings as protected by the First Amendment. He said, anti-Christian values have steadily been mainstreamed more and more in recent decades, and Christians have largely acted like the proverbial frog in the boiling pot of water. This guy seems pretty smart. Satanic Temple wants to press charges of fourth-degree criminal mischief. He said, I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged. My conscience is held captive to the word of God, not to bureaucratic decree, and so I acted. I got no problem with it. 
I got no problem with it either because it'd be one thing to have a statue of Christ on a cross inside the Capitol building, which you don't see. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing to have a statue of Mary and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. But to put an exact a statue basically of Baphomet, that's what that's what that is, is yeah. um their their God. That's a whole other that's a whole other action. And so no, I don't have a problem with it either. Um people say it's free speech. Well, speech isn't an idol or a statue, you know what I mean? Um and it wasn't if you're gonna hang if you're gonna put a statue in a in a town, usually there's a vote on that or something like that, you know, like yeah. to put statues in the middle of cities or in a public building, right. stuff like that. Uh, none of that happened. So <clears throat> that, that to me, that was a legitimate action. Um, I will say um, he is right that anti-Christian values have steadily been mainstreamed more and more. I don't even know if it's been mainstreamed. I think that the world has taught you what Christianity is instead of Jesus teaching you what Christianity is. You have not conformed in a lot of ways. Many Christians have, I should say, have conformed Christ to the world. In other words, Christ would be how I am in this world. And he says, as a... As, uh, uh, as he is, so are we in this world. Mm-hmm. And so that difference has to be made. Christ never sheared away or shied away from confrontation. He never shied away from preaching about sin and righteousness. He never shied away from loving people. He never shied away from going into people's houses and being hospitable. He never shied away from doing the miracles and gifts. He never shied away from telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees the truth. He never shied away from uh, difficult situations because he was a righteous, uh, he, he was God on earth, right? And I think what's so important is to realize with this whole thing, maybe his actions, some of you will say, oh, that just took it too far. He's an extremist. And it's like, you know what? I doubt the Lord's going to look at him and say you were too extreme. Right. Like, uh, you shouldn't have done that. That didn't respect another when he told When he told Gideon to tear down his father's altars. Right. Those, And I'm not saying that I will worship Satan. It's the fact that they let it happen and didn't even raise a contention. There was, I mean, so this whole protest culture is kind of thing. I even hate using the word culture because it's kind of... But you didn't see the churches gather themselves and say, we're going to protest this. We're going to say, no, this is ridiculous. Get it out of here. We don't. That's not representative of our values here mm-hmm. in, in the state, right? And they didn't. So what's this guy do? Fine, if you ain't going to do it, I'll do it. And you know what it did? Now there's people raising money for his legal defense and all these other things, and all it's going to do is animate the Christian to say, no, I can do that too. You know, now, was he extreme? That's, be- that's between him and God. That's not between right. him and me. Right. I think it was awesome. And if you want to make the secular argument that he sh- he should get charged for defacing it, blah blah. blah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I sure. Right. Like charge me. I'm still going to do it on my conscience and my yeah. conviction. You know, like, and that's what I give him credit for. Is no, my conviction is this is blasphemous, and this is this is inverting and perverting the Christmas season and twisting it for your own wicked means, and I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm, you want to plant your flag, I'll plant my flag against you. And I don't think Christians, I, I think they have very much forgotten how to do that, of actually defending <coughs> God, as opposed to, well, let's all get along to get along, right? Well, you have the right to do that, so I can't say let or me, do anything. L- let, me, let me say this. It was about a holiday display, dude. Yeah. Right? What the flip does Baphomet have anything to do with Christmas? Nothing. See, that's and what I'm talking about. They're doing it to thumb you. And then yep. this guy's going to get pushed 
for fourth degree, fourth degree criminal, take it and then sue them and say that had nothing to do with Christmas, dude. All you wanted to do is create ire. That's mm-hmm. all you wanted to do. You just wanted to make people mad and see what you can do to raise a little social media presence because that's all Satan is. That's all Satan is. All Satan is is this stupid, you, you know, Linus from Peanuts? Yeah. When he would walk, or I'm sorry, from Charlie Brown, he'd walk through, it was a little dust cloud, oh, yeah. right? That's all he is, <laughs> a little dust cloud. It's just stupid. It's annoying, and that's what it does. And all of a sudden, here's the Christian going, I didn't, uh, but we just, but isn't it the religious expression about Christmas? Defend your faith. Crap. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. Right. And it, th- this is what I'm talking about. This guy's like, this is ridiculous. Like, is someone going to say something? And he does it. I'd almost like to see if we can get him on the podcast. Yep. But, dude, if they s- get him back, get him back. I, I would do it. Right. I know. And I-, I can hear the Christians now. The Bible says not to sue. They're not brothers. They're acting foolish. This, and this gets in. We've talked about this before. Satan will not honor your boundaries. He is not going to honor your boundaries or your lines or he your don't rules. Care. He does not care at all. He is after you and your children. So why are you drawing your self-perceived boundaries and rules and saying, well, I can't do that? You're giving Satan free reign. Yeah. What well, did he come I, to do, I can't, Mike? I, what's that? What did he come to do, according to Scripture? Steal, Steal kill, destroy. And Christ came to give life, and that abundantly. Does that statue have anything to do with giving life? Isn't Nothing. it funny that it looks like a skull? Yeah. Death. It's death. It's a counterfeit. It's not even counterfeit. It's ugly is what it is. Yeah. And you put your trust in an animal more than the God who created the animal. Good for you. Good for you. Here's the thing with Satanists. Most of them have read the Bible and done their homework. Most of them have are, are now, according to the Bible, wicked. What wickedness really means is knowing the truth and not walking in it, but walking opposite. Mm-hmm. That's wickedness. That's what they want. I'm willing to sit with them, witness to them. But then you start to come against the people of God and you start to kind of thumb them and it's like, okay, now it's time for the defense of the gospel. Now it's time to say, no, no, you're not coming against God's people. You're just right. not. Right. You're not. And, and you know, you're seeing this, I don't want to call it, yeah, I mean, yes, it's anti-Semitism, but it's more uh, where people's hearts really are about this whole thing in the war, you know, I'm sorry, what's going on with Hamas and Israel and all this other stuff. And you're seeing the real heart of people now. It's like they just really want to wipe Israel off the map, right? Imagine if we said that. Remember when 20, 2001 happened and people were like uh, profiling um, Middle Muslims Easterners? Muslims and yeah. Arabs and stuff, yeah. How we came out and said, not everybody's like that. You can't do that, blah, 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 right? But now all the Jews, apartheid, they right. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it is. And, and every person who had any type of right-wing leanings... Well, they must be anti-Semites, and they, you know, they hate Jews, and they're racist, and all that. But then, (laughs) the left is like the anti-Semite machine moving forward right now. Unbelievable. And there seems to be this coalescing, this weird coalescing, where you get LGBTQ people who are like, I totally support Palestine and Islam, and Islam is a beautiful religion, and it's like that beautiful religion... Wants to kill you. Wants to kill you and execute you, and they would throw you off a roof. Watch. this is We're going to get a YouTube strike So that. what? You know, it's like... That's, that's what's so frustrating is like... Open your eyes. Unbelievable. Open your eyes to this crap. Like, look who you are associating with. Do you really want to associate with Hamas? 
Because when you call Hamas freedom fighters or you say, well, free Palestine and from the river to the sea, that is violent rhetoric against a people. Mm. You are associating with the people who want to do harm against another people. You have to open your eyes and realize that. Dude, Marco Rubio was stopped by a lady, uh, and and I got to give him props for this one. She said, "Aren't you concerned with the you know women and children dying?" He goes, "You know what I'm concerned with? That Hamas is a bunch of cowards, and they're hiding amongst Palestinian people, and they would go and attack Israel, and they're hiding like cowards. That's they, what I'm concerned." And they with. would hide under schools and under and hospitals. She was like, "But you're not concerned about the eleven thousand? He goes, "Did you not hear what I said?" He said, "Oh, are you recording this?" He goes, "Put it in a paper." And I was like, dude, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. This To me, this isn't about so much Israel and Hamas. It's about the uh, mental programming, programming of people, mm-hmm. how, they can, how, how Satan can program your mind in a certain way, right? Because, yes, I'm for Israel. Yes, I'm pro-Israel. No, I'm not pro-war. No, I don't like that is, uh, the Palestinians are dying or that Israelis are dying. You'd be an idiot to say you were for either one. Right. But when you go and attack a country, what the flip do you think is going to happen? What it's do you think war. they're going to do? It's war. That's, that's just rules of engagement, man. Yeah. You just you went into their place, kill what was it, almost 1,500 people. Rape, pillage, murder. Right, taking d- women. My d- goodness. Brutality. And then they go and retaliate, and you want to be cowards. Dude, what did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? It's it's so crazy to me, and and going back to this, it's all a delusion. It's just this mental programming. So what I'm saying, you guys, be careful who you pay attention. I just preached this on a Wednesday. Be careful who you have your ear to. Be careful. Be careful of the prophets you listen to. Be careful of the apostles or whoever you listen to. Your pa- be careful. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. And this this very much. I've got to go this route because it's on my heart and you kind of open the door to it. Might as well. Be very careful of who you put all your support behind. Are you supporting Christ or are you supporting men? Because Satan comes as an angel of light. I know where you're going. Right? And I I won't get into specifics. (laughs) I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Satan will come as an angel of light. And we have seen Christians do this weird almost like they left their brain in the closet, this weird devotion to people as opposed to Christ. Oh, well, so-and-so was sent to save the world. Huh. Who who comes as an angel of light to save the world that's not Christ? Hmm. The Antichrist. The Antichrist. (laughs) Be very wary. Be very careful, man. Right? Like it, yes, you're right. Like that, that I know where you're going. No, 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 because know, like, there were some good points. There were some things you and I could probably yeah, pick yeah. apart on it, but I think it was so well done. All that did was prep me for. I don't think that's the Antichrist, but boy, it gave me more perspective on what we should be watching for. Exactly, and, and it was like, oh, I get it. And and you know, it's 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 us being cautious, understanding this. And Andrew was over at my house last night, and he said, you know, buddy, it's day by day. He, did, he said, give me this day my daily bread, not every week. And I thought, man, what a, what a cool state. I've heard that before. Yeah. How he said it from his heart was like, ooh, he had some weight behind that. Yeah. And it's day by day, minute by minute. Um, there's a preacher, uh, David, uh, is it David Hernandez, bro? Is that his name? Yeah, Giga Hernandez, yeah. 
he said, uh, you guys got to follow him on YouTube. This guy is so solid. He said, um, when you pray, you don't pray for connection with God. You pray from connection with God. And I thought, because I've always like, Lord, I just need to connect with you right now. I need to be like, he's already with me. Right. I'm praying now to commune with God, right? And so maybe we need to start changing our tune. We're not going to God because we need something from him. He's given us everything we need. No, no, I'm praying to you, Lord, to tell me what to do with what I with exactly. what I have that you've given me. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so now it's really enacting ourselves in that mode. I'm sorry, we're spending a lot of time on this one, but I think it's cool. And and you know, what's his name? Michael uh, Cassidy. Michael. Good for you, bro. I hope we can get you on the pod. I hope we can talk to you. Um, I think um I think what what you did um, can be categorized as as extreme, and and maybe maybe to some it will be, but to me, I think all you did was show me that you know what people are paying attention, and bro, it doesn't take a majority. So you can rebuke the church all you want, but just keep doing what you're doing, and people will follow. Amen. And so there's no point in rebuking that 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 that's a tired song. The church, the church, the church, the church, bro. If they were truly the church, they'd be doing. Let's just say that they're not. And the Bible warned about that. So just let him go. And you just keep leading the way and let God be let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. Let them criticize. Let them come against you. They did it with Jesus. Dude, there's no one perfect. Maybe if you acted out of the flesh, you, you'll see it from the Holy Spirit. But if you didn't, buddy, I'm with you. I don't think you did. I think enough's enough. Right. Enough's enough. You you've gone they've gone so far polarized with with how Christianity is in this world. And you did right, bro, and, and and I'm so grateful. We salute you, bro. We do. I mean, I, and how can we help? Is there a fund? We want to yeah. help, you know, as, as a ministry and uh, support that. And, yes, YouTube, we said that. And we don't care, YouTube, if you silence them. They've been coming against our videos like crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, I tell you, if, if, we, if we talked a lot different about different subjects, we'd be great. Oh, my It'd gosh, be no we'd be blowing up. But... Number two. Number two. We've we got to blow through this one, yeah. I, but we want to do this. We want to do this. Yeah. One. Um, get those smelly whites out of our <laughs> Christmas parties. <laughs> I hope that was blasting on somebody's radio. Oh just my now. gosh! So Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. Not sure if that's the figure skater or not. Do we have to specify that she's a Democrat? <laughs> do we have to say that? She decided that her administration should have a Christmas party. However, the email said, Electeds of Color Holiday Party. Unfortunately, the person who sent it accidentally sent it to everyone. That includes the non-coloreds, including all those Wonder Bread white people. When the employee... <laughs> when the employee Dos Santos, with his partner Dos Equis, realized their mistake... They wrote another email saying, I wanted to apologize for my previous email regarding the holiday party for tomorrow. Oops. I did send that to everyone by accident. I apologize if my email may have offended or came across as so. Um, sorry for any confusion this may have caused. In other words, I'm sorry that I offended you by not inviting you based on your skin color, even though you're a white oppressor and deserve to be offended. Wu defended it, basically saying that, well, there's plenty of parties they get invited to, so those dirty, nasty, smelly white people shouldn't care. She She's, said that? No. She's, that's alleged. Oh. It was a joke. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I should have said Wu defended it, allegedly saying. I did say basically saying, so that there's a summarizing word. <laughs> 
So in the spirit of Boston Christmas, I am officially inviting you all to my whites-only Christmas party. Let's make it snow, folks. Can I come? <laughs> no, you're not white. Dang. <laughs> well, it depends. If you commit assault on a black person, you are a white Hispanic. <laughs> that one's reaching back. <laughs> but my wife's white. Okay, osmosis. It, was for, it, was it counts, for, yeah. It was for my credit score. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You'll get it later. <laughs> you know how the last one, I was like, hey, YouTube strike. This one's this like the channel will be deleted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what show? Real fast, real fast, real fast. Teens, right. teens, using social me- teens using social media a lot. Social media dominates the online time of 13 to 17-year-olds, according to a new study from Pew, with YouTube being pew, the pew. most widely abused, or wi- widely abused, because <laughs> no, you said pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Don't do that to me, man. YouTube being the most widely used application, roughly 90% report using the platform. Uh, again, this is 13 to 17-year-olds, 90% reporting YouTube use, with 70% saying they watch it daily, while 16% say they almost watch constantly. Most teens use that tic-tac, tic-tac, <laughs> 63%. That uh, snappy, chappy, chap, chatty, 60%. And uh, the Insta Spaces and the Facebookies. The, the, well, Insta Space. It is meta, so 59%. Girls are more likely to use the ticky tacky and the Snapple Papple. They are so enamored with it, right? Snappy, cracky. Snap, snappy, chatty. Snappy, chats in the twatters. <laughs> Facey spaces and twatters have seen a massive drop in youth popularity, which we've already said. We've yep. said that before. We, yep. uh, it's it's the older crowd that's using the old face space, so uh, get with it. Yeah, come actually, on, no, people. don't because then the kids will be like, I don't oh, want to yeah. use Snapchat. <laughs> that's true. Wherever you go, they yeah, leave. Yeah, they leave. According to the research brief uh, from Gallup and the Institute of Family Studies, over rough over roughly the past decade, suicide rates have doubled for girls and have increased fifty percent for boys. Uh, that report found that the average U.S. teen spends 4.8 hours per day using social media. Nearly 30% of teens spend six hours or more using social media. Man. Let that be convicting. That especially, is crazy. Especially to our younger audience. Let <clears throat> that be convicting. Think about that. 4.8 hours. And so often people are like, well, that's not me. Check your tracker. It actually is. It is you. If you're on YouTube, like I watch YouTube videos a ton just because yep. like last night I'm watching YouTube on how to fix my toilet. I'm always on YouTube. Same here. It's considered social media. Yeah. It is, you know, so you, yeah, you're on it. Right. Might as well say it. And and 30%, that's three in 10, are on six hours or more. Gosh, dude. No. And I'm looking at two of them that are probably on quite a bit. They're on YouTube. They're really they don't have social media, but they have YouTube. Yeah. And I don't let them watch shorts because Good. it'll lead them down a trail. Yeah. But did you know that even on your Apple or Android, there's parental controls on there. You can control how long they're on their phone for. Mm-hmm. You can shut it down. They have to ask for permission to go on some some of these sites. Um, I know my buddy Jake, uh, I saw his kids, and they're 18, 16, they're they're older. Yeah. I, my, look, it's the age we live in. I'm not gonna hold them back from right. You know, doing because they have to learn how to use it. Not what is it? It's not. It's not. It's not pulling them away from it. It's not censorship. It's uh, responsibility. Yeah. I don't want to censor them from this. I want to teach them responsibility. So you can put parental controls on. And when I was at Jake's house, his kids came up to him and like asked him, "Hey, can you let me use Snapchat for a little bit?" And they only get like twenty minutes on it. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like responsible. Just be responsible with it, right? Because there's a bunch of crap on it. Don't use it. 
and it pings their phone if they go off. So there's many things you can do to counteract that. So some of you say, well, you know, if I rip the Band-Aid off and not let them. And some parents do that. Praise God, do that. Um, again, our kids don't have social media. We don't want them to have social media, their own profiles and stuff like that. <clears throat> because it's just a world I don't want them to get into. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot you can do to ease that. And so get on that. Don't don't let them right. be. It, it's destroying kids. You see, I don't think suicide rates should only be attributed to one thing. I think it's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what's that? What's that saying? Correlation does Is not equal causation. causation. Yeah, correlation yeah. doesn't equal causation. Uh, and so there's so many factors to suicide. Right. And know? and I think there there is a correlation. And I think online social media and all that is definitely an effect. But Truth. You you also got all kinds of other things going on in the lives of kids today, and especially COVID stuff and. He got social media ping. Oh, jeez. So, so <clears throat> it's your son. <clears throat> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. But too, carry it. <laughs> r- r- really, really fast. There is a correlation, I believe. But to me, the correlation is all social media does is add to what's already been taught to them, either through school, their home life, whatever, and all that does is just pile on more. So yep. that's that's what I think. It's yep. just one factor in the yep. grand scheme. So, real quick, Energy Ops LLC. Office at energyops.us, man. If you want a company in the Charleston, South Carolina area to handle your electrical needs, whether residential get or commercial, done. get the job done. Stop sitting around putting it off. Your family needs a light. So get a light. You spend all that money on Christmas, but you won't get the lights fixed. Yeah. Man, if you need somebody to screw in a light bulb, they'll probably do it for you. Probably will. Probably will. Good man. God fearing. Small business minded, family owned, veteran owned. It. He's a good man. Great company. Call eight four three two six three one seven two four. Here we go. Main topic that is basically our last small topic. Research shows that up to a fifth of voters did something illegal with their ballot. You don't see. Oh. So poll by the Heartland Institute and Rasmussen reports, which Rasmussen is highly it's touted. Man. I've always heard Rasmussen. It's Rasmussen. Do you know what? That's Rasm- a very popular Rasmussen. last name. That, that last name is a very popular last name in Minnesota. Hmm. Rasmussen. I think you're just throwing your Minnesotan accent on <laughs> it. <laughs> it's Rasmussen. All right, yeah, so Rasmussen. So driving the car back onto the road, <laughs> say about one in five of voters who cast mail-in ballots during the 2020 election admit to having committed at least one type of voter fraud. I'm sure we'll get the little context thing on the bottom. Go ahead and click it. I'll say nothing about this, of course. Completing a mail-in ballot for another person is illegal across all 50 states. Yet when asked... I'm sorry, am I interrupting your social media my bad, time? Not bad, my bad. <laughs> When asked, during the 2020 election, did you fill out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member such as spouse or child, 21% answered yes. Additionally, 17% of mail-in voters acknowledged voting in a state where they were no longer a permanent resident, and 17% admitted to signing a ballot or ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member, both of which are considered fraudulent activities that invalidate votes when caught by election officials. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 144 million, 154 million people voted in 2020. It's more 10% of all respondents said 
They know a friend, family member, coworker, or other acquaintance who admitted to casting a mail-in vote, fr- vote fraudulently. More than 43% of all presidential voters use mail-in. Here's the thing. All of this leads to this. If 21% of all mail-in ballots were fraudulent, it would mean that more than 13.9 million illegal votes were counted toward the final tally in the election where President Joe Biden was certified as the winner. Wow. 13 so, <clears throat> million. So out of that estimate. 81 million, the man couldn't get 10 cars to show up at a rally, right. but 81 but million votes. 81 million minus votes. Thir- minus 13 million. He, he doesn't win. He doesn't win. Now, again, it's not done by the popular vote. Right. So it depends on what state. <laughs> right. It depends know. on what state. But, but if this is consistent across all the states. We have an issue. We have a real have problem. Issue. Yeah. And the research now is coming out three years later. This is what happens. This is what happens. Every time, like COVID now. Oh, we were wrong. Oh, we were wrong. Every time there's someone saying, hey, man, there's something up here, right? No. You're false flagging. Information. Silence that voice who's saying, yeah, and it, we need a bureau of disinformation. We need a czar for that. We need this. And all of a sudden now research is going, um, they was right. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, we can't do anything. Yeah. What's in the past is in the past. Yeah. We just can't let it happen again. So you're going to get rid of this? No, no, we're not going to do that. <clears throat> so you're going to put controls? No, no, can't do that either. So what are you going to Nothing. It it truly is like the big headline on the newspaper that's wrong, mm-hmm. and then so that goes out there, and then the correction comes out on like page twelve in this little box. Oh, by the way, that article we ran last week or two weeks ago, yeah, that was wrong. It was totally false. Sorry, nobody cares. Yeah, no point. repercussions. No repercussions. So why not? If if I had no morals and I wanted <clears> to get something done. Do what I need to do. Yeah, that's when you know you ethics know? has gone out the window. Yeah. yeah, ethics is no longer a thing. And people say they have ethics and morality because they'll be nice to people. But when you think, um, <clears throat> when you look at people doing this, and 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 MSNBC, I think, is the worst oh, for yeah. it. I think <clears throat> Fox News is nothing shy of it either. But like MSNBC, to me, all most of their reporters, I'd say 95%, they're all bent on a slant. All of them. They're just bent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know Fox News is bent, but at least they admit it in a sense. You know, they're like, hey, I'm, of course, I'm conservative. Those guys are like, we're fair, we're honest, we're reporting. Every time there's a there's a there's a issue with a conservative, they slam. You remember? And I and I think they should have with Lauren Boebert. Right. They should have But it was like they went extra overtime on her, right? But Hunter Biden, we're not covering that. Who? Who's yeah, that? we ain't covering Who? that mess. Right. A white powdery substance found in the White House. We found Osama bin Laden in a cave, but we can't figure <laughs> out who freaking whose powder that was. <laughs> Seriously, they can they That's can so find true. out when you're spending over six hundred bucks in your bank account, but they can't find out who's what. Pu- wh- yeah, uh, wh- who brought wh- who brought cocaine into the White yeah. House? Who? We don't know. We'll we'll never know. Yeah, just you. Sucks. You could pick the gnats. That flew into the Capitol building on January 6th. <laughs> and you'll give them 20 years for flying in. But we can't figure out yeah, who had that. We don't even, it might have been baking <clears throat> soda. We couldn't test it. <laughs> Dude, like 
This is ludicrous. It's and so people buy it. I know. People buy this crap. They're like, no, they couldn't find out who it was. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. So, and, uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, no, I'm go It just drives me nuts. Like the laptop. 51 CIA experts come out and say the laptop is Russian disinformation. And like a year later, after the election, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is Hunter Biden and all those pictures. What are you going to do about it? Who? <laughs> like, it's beyond ludicrous. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a little hope, okay? Because I get this a lot. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't agree with the nation submitting to Satan. No. I don't. I don't think that the majority of Christians submit to this ungodliness. I think a majority of Christians... I shouldn't say a majority... I'd say half. I'm going I'm to be generous here. I'd say half the Christians out there, they're not willfully going and submitting to Satan. They're just ignorant to the issues that are happening. They almost don't, yeah. some of them don't want to inform themselves on it because they want to be willfully ignorant. And some of them really just don't know. They don't have a clue. They've just been lied to and they don't, mm -hmm. they don't see it. They don't understand it. But to me, the Holy Spirit does his job in illuminating your eyes and, and taking the scales off and saying, okay, this is real stuff here, you know, and I think for us to say that this nation belongs to Satan now, I don't agree with that. Here's what I agree with. I think there's puppet masters, there's always been, uh, and you're seeing it now. So, like, did the popular vote matter? No, but it showed that there's a lot of, there's a lot of fraud, according to this deal here. Yeah. The, the, the director at the Heartland said, the results of this survey are nothing short of stunning. All he said there was, wow, what are we going to do? Like, there's nothing we can do. That's all he said. Right. Was, These are stunning. This this happened. And? Now what? Are uh, we going to go after those know. people for lying under oath, for God's sake? They lied. They perjured themselves. A lot of these cats. Yeah. Sworn testimony saying, no, there's nothing wrong. Dude. And then going after people like Remember this whole uh, 22, uh, 22 election of uh, these election deniers? Yeah. Rasmussen. Yeah. So I think, let me give you some hope. And, and I just said this to a, a group in Michigan yesterday. And if they're watching, praise God. I think we can look at the world and say, man, it's dark. Man, it sucks. I hope Jesus comes back. Because it's so dark, and here we are, and it's just the end times are here. That's what the Bible promised, all these things. Or we can look at it like in the times uh, of Jehoshaphat. We can look at it in the times of Joshua and Caleb. We can look at it in the times of Moses. We can look at it in the times of Samson. Uh, we can look at it in the times of Deborah. We can look at it in the times of Esther, Ruth. We can look at it in those times and say, okay, it is evil and dark, I must go to the Lord to say, Lord, help us turn it from darkness to light. We could do it for one soul, but we can't do it for a country. I don't understand that. The greatest miracle God could ever create, the greatest miracle God could ever do is to convert a soul to him. We don't think he can change a nation. Right. I think he can. I think he is. I think he's exposing wickedness. To me, this is all a sign of God is moving. God is moving. If he returns soon, praise God. If he don't, Praise God. We've got work to do, folks. A lot of us still don't understand that we've all been given something by God. 
if you could fill in right now, I got to find a couple scriptures, but I want you to fill them up with hope because we can look at this and go, okay, election fraud, we get it, it happened. There's nothing we can do about it, so throw in the towel. That's bull. Right. That's not the position of self-evident. Right. Our, our position is Jesus is coming tomorrow, so just sit back and wait. Or not. Like, each day you are given, and you're responsible for what you do in that day, right? And Christ even tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. It, it brings its own issues. Just focus on today. And it doesn't matter where we're at in the timeline. It doesn't matter if Christ is coming back tomorrow. We have a job to do. We have responsibility. And we always walk in hope and faith in the Lord. Because think about this. What is faith? What is faith? And if we're called to have faith in the Lord, what does that mean? I'm not going to give you the easy answers. I want you to actually wrestle with yourself. What does it mean to have faith in the Lord? And if your faith in the Lord is everything is going to be horrible, there's never going to be a movement of God until I move to heaven, then you haven't read Scripture. Because Scripture is the story of God intervening on our behalf That's exactly it. throughout creation. That's exactly it. So, And I think some people think, well, the Bible was written and now it's here, so God won't ever intervene on anything and it's just Satan doing everything. Why do we always give credit to Satan and point out all the stuff he's doing, which he's accomplishing his mission? So really what you're saying is Satan is better at accomplishing his mission than God is. That's a dangerous precedent to set. That's right. So I think it's time for us to start having faith and hope in the Lord of what he's doing in enemy territory. And God is doing something. A lot of times you can't see it. And of course, like we've talked about before, the system itself, the, the world system, and I'm, I'm talking here it with spiritual ears, the world system is not going to champion what God does. You're not going to see splashed all over the media, the great works of the church. You're not going to see in the public schools called from high heaven how great the church has helped countless numbers of people. You're not going to hear about those amazing missionaries or those amazing evangelists who day in, day out are changing and transforming lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. You're, You're not, not going to hear about this. You're not. So don't take everything in and say, well, that's just the way it is, because you're not hearing a massive segment of the message, right. because Satan's designed it that way. And this is a shameless plug before you get into scriptures. Sure. We've got a blog that just went up of seven great missionaries and their stories. We just put it on theselfevidenttruth.com. Go to the blogs. Read it. Maybe you need some encouragement that there are plenty of people who we don't champion as Christians because we don't know. Go read a little bit and be encouraged that there are people out there changing the world one person at a time. So crazy you said that because that's exactly what uh, the, the, the messages that I'll probably do if I go to Michigan is <clears throat> what can one person do? And I just wanted you to see this. This is Ephesians 2. There's so many scriptures. That's why I had to look them up. This is Ephesians 2. Um, 2, 9, and 8, or 2, 8 uh, through 10. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, right? Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Listen to this. Which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know what that said? When, he, when, when we were first 
a soul, when he said you're going to be born, he'd already made the works prepared for you. So in other words, when you're saved by him, That's good. you walk in the works he's already prepared for you. That's good. If you're not walking in work, you, listen, listen to me. You're never going to hear well done, thou good and faithful sermon, if you're not doing. You're th- not going to hear well done if you're not doing. I think we take that for granted. We tend right. to think, well, God will do it all, and then he'll give me credit for doing it. Well, you're not being faithful as a servant if you're not doing what you've been called to do. Right. Listen to this. Uh, thank you. Titus 2, uh, 6, likewise exhort your young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works. Watch, 2.14 says this, who gave himself, he's, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself for himself, his own special people, zealous for good works. In other words, works don't save me, but once I'm saved, I'm now commissioned by Christ to go do what he's called me to do. You know what that was? Destroy the works of the enemy. Read 1 John 3. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why why did he do that? Because we weren't supposed to be just Christians doing normal Christian things. We were called to go against the world, against the grain. He even said he called himself a peculiar, special people, zealous for good works. He called them from the power of darkness, purified them to go do his works. So when we're here on this earth, we are called to do his will. What is his will? To do the will of the Father, to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's what he prayed for. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth. What's his will? Salvation of souls. Listen, if he wanted the kingdom of heaven on earth, did he want the enemy to win? Hmm. No. I believe that's why many victories and these victories that happen, uh, like the founders, for example, not perfect men, but they wanted liberty and freedom and they won. Now, it got screwed up. It always does. But it's like, that's what the Lord is after. William Wilberforce, stopping slavery, dude, and, and, and his whole team. Stopping slavery in 40 years. took 40 years to do it. <clears throat> that was prepared for him to do. That was his life's mission. What is your mission? What is your passion? What are you called to do in Christ? It's impossible. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Everything's impossible. Wasn't it impossible for Wilberforce when oh my he gosh. started out that 40-year journey? Dude, he was laughed at. Because everybody was making money off the slave trade. That was that was the national... That was the economy. That was the economy. That was the import and export business. I mean, bringing in slaves and free labor. And then you got to sell your goods and services to other countries. So that's how they did the import and export business on that. So, dude, that was their, that was basically their economy. That was that was the, the, the rolling press before the rolling press began. It was it was combines before combines began. It was the, it was slavery. And yet he said, no, God didn't call us to have people enslaved. He called everybody to be free. So you tell me, you tell me, would he have been considered extreme today? Yeah. Every Christian would have said, I don't know, buddy. You're kind of crossing lines. You're making people angry. You're not supposed to be a vengeful brother. It just sounds like you're really vengeful, Wilberforce. Why would you go and attack the government, Wilberforce? Why are you attacking churches for not being standing, Wilberforce? You're you're supposed to submit to the government, Romans 13, brother. Why, why aren't you heavenly-minded? You should just be heavenly-minded. And time and again, when you hear his story, how many times he needed to stop because of his health issues, and yet God intervened, and he did. And now the Lord 
took that and said, nope, I'm going to end it because of one man's faith. And I believe it was him steer, spearheading this. Now, Absolutely. he had help. That's the Lord having help. But imagine, he did the impossible, dude. Mm -hmm. That's a story that should never be forgotten by a Christian or always told. Such a story of hope and faith and encouragement of God can do this, right? So the lesson really today, the hope of this is it doesn't matter what's going on. What are you doing that God has called you to? Truth. For Christ. Truth. Because you love Christ, because you want to walk out what God is giving to you. So we're we're grateful that you guys are partnering with us. We're grateful for all you do. Please go to our website, check it out, check out our year-end newsletter, donate if you have a heart to do so. And, and donate if you have a heart. Yeah. I had to add in the to do so because I would have offended people without hearts. I know. All so, you white people, they're not yeah, invited yeah. to our Christmas yeah, party. You ain't coming. We'll we'll segregate you because that's segregate. Segregate. Anyways, we'll have right. I, we'll have iced tea on one side and water on the other. <laughs> Anyways, jeez. <laughs> We should be comics. Yeah, I I think sometimes we satire. We, yeah, we we should just give it all up and just do satire the Man, whole time. Dude, for real, Babylon B, we're we're yeah, here we're, for you. We're here for you. Yep. All right. Anyways, guys, we love you. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Love y'all.